addicts の時間です。It's time for hobby addicts. And now, here are your anime addicts. All you hobby junkies out there, it's your host Mitsugi, and welcome to the 118th Hobby Addicts episode. Of course, I am joined by a beautiful man. He is a、uh, he is the Peruvian Pocky Box himself, very passionate about his football. His name is Enzo. What's up, my man? Hey, what's up, dude? Yo, 118 is a lot. What? 118 is, is a lot of episodes. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it adds up quick when you do them every、Damn. week. That's a lot. And、uh, congratulations to us. Wow. Congratulating yourself, great. To and, us, yes. And congratulations to all of you who are who are listening to this because you're helping us out with、uh, some of the expenses and, and contributing and sharing your love. And so we're going to share our love with you. And yeah,、uh, thanks so much. We're going to share our love of football with you today too, because as of about、mm, as of about two hours ago, the World Cup ended. And yeah, really did. And、wow. it's sad because the World Cup's over. But it also carried us deep into the summer, which means that we only have to wait about three weeks for preseason NFL football to start. So it's really not that bad. So I'm, I'm、mm-hmm, excited about、mm-hmm. that. So,、um, you know, considering I know it's an anime podcast and people want to hear us talk about anime and video games. And, but, you know, if, if, if any sport is going to cross, the, cross that line of fandom between, you know, between video games and something else, it's going to be football. It's going to be the World Cup soccer because. Totally. World Cup is a trend. You know, whether you, whether you as a listener like it or not, the entire planet is interested in the World Cup, and, and probably 500 million people watched it. So, yeah, and think of all the soccer anime that exists that's from、right. like, the, like super old ones to ones that are still being made in current seasons. Like, come on. Do it for Aria Nokishi. Yeah, do it for Aria Nokishi. Do, do it, it for, for Captain Wh- Tsubasa. Do it for Captain Tsubasa, Cappy. Do it for,、uh, do it for Whistle. Do it for Gingeti Kickoff. Do it for Giant Killing. Do it for your、yeah. mom. Damn. Do it, do it for your daddy.、That's、your、right. mom is a great anime. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so,、um, so let's go through some of these hot topics for the World Cup. First, I want to talk about Japan's defeat against Belgium. Oh, yeah, dude. What a, what a heartbreaker that was, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we, we did a World Cup episode a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, or three weeks ago. And at that point, Japan had not been eliminated yet. And I was in my office watching the World Cup game, and pretty much everybody was rooting for Belgium because you know, they all had World Cup brackets that they had made, and no one gives a shit about Japan except me in my office. And,、uh, you know, Japan really took Belgium to the brink, and it took prob- uh, what probably that- was a, a semi- semi-historic collapse to have、yes. Japan lose that game. So,、yes. as, as the football analyst that you are, Enzo. Mm-hmm. Put your analyst hat on. Japan.、Uh, this, all right, I'm putting on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And, oh, yes, it's now on. Okay, good. Securely fastened. Now, Japan,、mm-hmm. Japan's up 2 0 at about the 60 minute mark. 2 1. Well, they were up 2 0 at one point. Oh, did, were they, did they score two in a row? They、nothing? were up 2 0 I believe, and then they still ended up losing. But、right. l- let's, just, let's just say they were up 2 0 because I think that's what happened. I can, I can check that. But so, what would your strategy have been at that point in the game? Let's say you're at the 60. I- I'll look it up right now. 
while you're talking, but let's say we're at the 60-minute mark. Japan's up 2-0. Two, two what would your approach have been in the game? 2-0? Two 2-0 nothing. Two nothing against a team like Belgium means swapping out my offensive midfielders for more defensive players and then holding the back end of the court instead of playing offense because they're bigger. They're way bigger than us. Also, I'm talking as if, like, as if Japan is like my team. So like they're bigger than us and they're faster than us. Right. So well, they were, after they, taking yeah after taking the two zero like you just hold on to your two zero. So Japan in my Japan scored the first goal at at, at the forty eight minute mark, then they scored the second goal at the fifty two minute mark, which made them which put them up two two to nothing. Then right. Belgium scored at the sixty nine minute mark, then they tied it at the seventy four minute mark, then they ended up winning the game. And at the very last minute of a stoppage time, the last ninety-four minutes, minute, they ended up dude. winning. Yep. Ah, I'm like remembering that. I remember watching that live, and my heart was shattered. Yeah, it's, because it's they like won on because Belgium won on a on a counterattack, and you could just yes. see it, you could just see it happening. Right. Exactly. And, and like that's oh my god, like that's why. Listen, that's why when you are like the like the the smaller physically weaker team like you just got to accept the fact that you're smaller and weaker and just play your defense because when you run it at the 94th minute mark and you try and score another goal like it can happen this way where like and actually i'm pretty sure like the the fellaini goal at the 74th minute mark was that a corner kick was that like a i forget how he scored that belgium Belgium equalize hazard Curls a superb cross into the middle where Fellaini off the bench rises above the Japanese defense to head yeah, the ball home. Yeah, he's tall as hell. Yeah, he's tall as fuck. Fellaini's, Fellaini, I think he still plays on Man U or used to play on Man U. But, um, like, after they scored that second goal, like, Fellaini's I. Fellaini's 6'4, 270, yeah, 287, 287 yeah, pounds. Huge. Yeah, he's huge. And he has a giant afro, too. Yes, I can't forget that afro. Yeah, but, um,. Yeah, like once, oh my God, like I don't know why they were playing so offensive because they scored two holes in the second half, so it wasn't yep. even like there was a lot of game left to be played. Like they scored the second one at fifty-two. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's like almost a whole half, but like that's still further enough. Like that's far in, enough into the game when you're up two zero to switch your strategy up to play a little bit more defensively. Japan, like. And, like, it's cool to watch because it breeds a game like this. But, like, they played, like, as aggressively as they played in the beginning of the game throughout the whole game. And, like, it, that plays to your detriment sometimes, even though it's, like, cool and shit. But it's when you're the weaker team, like, it this happens. Like, Belgium scores three goals on you in one half. I, I, I look back to the, to, the, to the Germany game versus Mexico where... Uh, where Germany went up, where, where Mexico went up one nothing against against Germany, and Germany being the defending champion, Mexico opted to basically just turtle up and stuffed everybody on defense and just ended up holding out the whole game. You know they did they played defense for most of that for the most of that game after they scored, and at that point in time, I criticized Mexico for for being cowardly and for having a loser's mentality. Which was you know we're gonna play for a tie basically like oh worse we'll have a tie. Because you know when you're when you have everybody playing defense, Germany probably not going to score two goals in in the second half. Mm-hmm. But Japan being up two nothing in, in a game you know where 
in a game that, that, that they had readily in hand, I think that the the turtle mentality sort of makes sense there. You know, you you kind of already won the battle. You know, you got you got you got some lucky breaks, and at this point, you're at this point you just need to you just need to put put most of your guys on defense and hold after the rest of the game. And at worst, you go to overtime and take your chances. I don't know. I mean, it was it was disappointing. It was really tough to watch them lose in the last minute. Had Ugh. had uh, had Japan gone to overtime with Belgium, how do you feel like? What do you think, what do you feel like the outcome would have been? I think, um, I think it's still at that point. It still works to Belgium's favor because they're the ones in momentum. Um, okay, yeah. and they had like they had they just had momentum and like the the part I will say the caveat to Japan playing defensively is that then more corner kicks happen, like just statistically because they're playing on that side of the field. Yeah, um, which is still a detriment to Japan because as you can see, Fellaini scored through a header. Um, even, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Fellaini had, like, he was correctly marked. Like, he had a defensive guy on him, but he's just a fucking giant. Exactly. Um, the Japanese guys were so yeah. small. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he was marked. Like, he he was marked just fine, except that dude is not as tall as Fellaini. Um, so, yeah. So, that is the Kyvitz playing defense. But, like, I think that in the overtime, I just think Belgium want it's they just wanted it more and they're stronger and they would have I think they would have won in overtime anyway. Plus they had the momentum. They had the inspiration of like holy shit, we're tied. We 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 tied. We tied. We tied from a 2-0. Like that's that's amazing. We're yeah. great. Like we're great. And Japan's probably just like we're already underdogs and this is breaking our like mental fortitude that we have literally built because we scored two goals like miraculously I will say because Belgium is a fucking great team. Yeah. Um, so well, they were like a top five team this year. I mean, they. Yeah, they were. They were my pick to win the whole thing, from the, kind of from the beginning. Yeah. I I I think they have they had the team to do it. I don't know. They kind of choked, in my opinion, near the end. But. but yeah, okay. had they gone into overtime, I think it's Belgium still would have came out on top. But it would have been less sad that that the way that Japan lost because the way Japan lost is your worst nightmare as a player well they went down with they went I know what you mean I mean because they had because I mean it's just it's kind of like when the Patriots ended up beating Atlanta after being up 28 to 3 yeah that's exactly (laughs) that exactly that so but um you know I think Japan Japan took took Belgium to the brink and and fought hard and didn't didn't uh, disgrace themselves at all and the fans weren't mad about it you know they cleaned the stadium again and the players cleaned the locker room, and they left a little note that said, thank you for having us at the World Cup. And it's just kind of like a cute story. You know, you can't you can't hate that. You know, there's too much goodwill no, there. No, you definitely can't. That's, so, that's class acts. They're all class acts on that team. Yeah, exactly. So, now, how about this finals game that we saw today, France versus Croatia? Dude, what were your thoughts this on that? Fi- this finals game is, this is... This is, like, the games you, like, live for. Like, games like this, like... High scoring games where both teams are fucking really good and wild shit is happening. Like, yep. Like, you know, like penalty kick on this side, a kick, uh, and then like a goal scored off a goalie fucking up. Like, holy shit. Like, all in one game. Are you kidding me? That's the drama of, of like football that, uh, that you, that me, like, as a, you know, as a fan that I watch, like, I watch the Premier League and shit. Like, I follow it. Um, that's the kind of games I love seeing. Like, I'm glad that the the World Cup final was one of these games. Uh, it was in insane. It was a great game. I think both teams played really well. I think Croatia. I don't know. They seem kind of tired from the beginning for me. Well, I don't know why. I mean, they only played three overtime matches. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess that's you I guess it. that's why. And one yeah. well, like, I mean, every all of their matches in the last like two weeks have been tough and close games. So yeah, they're probably just stressed out. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Croatia probably wants this game back. I mean, the the first goal that that uh, France scored was off of a direct kick, and I recall the announcer saying that like the guy took a dive basically, and he got a penalty right at the top of the box, and. The I know I I didn't I, I don't recall I don't think I actually saw the play I think I was doing uh, like chores or something I was just listening to it but I heard the announcer say that and as the result of oh, that it was a penalty kick I actually didn't I actually didn't no, no, watch no, no, the was, first goal it was a it was a direct kick right outside of the box oh a free kick okay but they said that the they said that the guy that the announcer said it shouldn't have been a penalty that the guy took a dive and and got the penalty out of it. So Croatia probably wants that back, and then and then the PK that they that they allowed in was off of a really ugly handball. Yeah, I saw that. That I hated that. And Ugh. you know that's, and then they had one go in off of uh off of their own player. That was the first one, the direct kick, yes. the direct kick or whatever you call it, the free kick came in, and the guy, the the, the Croatia guy, it just kind of ricocheted off the back of his head and went in the net. So that was like an own goal, and then they had that penalty kick. So I feel like. You know, you know, France played plenty well on their, you know, on their own or whatever. But I feel like Croatia probably wants this one back because those two instances really were just really bad breaks for them. Absolutely. And uh, I won't lie, I was rooting for Croatia. They've, they've never won before. Yeah, I was too. You know, there haven't been very many te- like the World Cup's been going on since like 1930. Since forever, man. Yeah. yeah, it's like we've had like 22 World Cups or something, and only like seven different countries have won. You know, Italy, yes. Brazil, and Germany have won something like 70% of all the World Cups. And yeah. the other teams are like England, France, Uruguay, Argentina, Spain. and Spain. And that's like it. And so like, I, I kind of wanted to see a, a different team win. And so I was definitely pulling for Croatia, considering yeah. it's such a small country, just this tiny little country. I know. And, and the, um, the, that country's uh, football infrastructure is new. Like it's it's young. I mean, not like new, like two years old, but like new, like you know, general. Like this is like the first generation where they're like good, like they're like good at soccer. Yeah. Um. So this would have been like a huge deal for them to win because their infrastructure, and and just for background, like when I say infrastructure, that goes back to like. Like, what are the youth programs in the country? Like, how does that youth program convert to a pro career? Uh, after, after like, school leagues, is there a college league? After college, is there, like, a like a semi-pro league? After that semi-pro league, is there a pro league inside the country that's popular? Is there right. money in that, in that industry? Um, yeah, like, for example, like, the biggest example I have is, like, um, the, one of the best camps is Barcelona, like, the Spanish team where, like, Messi plays. Yeah. They have... There in Spain, there are leagues for, for football for teams made up of kids as young as like five years old. So like these kids, like if you're good enough at five years old, you can play in Barcelona Barcelona's camp, and you'll be in Barcelona's program for your whole life through your entire schooling. And then once you're 18, you can debut for the team. Like that is the infrastructure they have in Spain. That's why they breed so many great players. Exactly. Um, that's why when Spain when Spain wins the World Cup, it's it's like, yeah, of course they did because they're they they work they, their country works towards that, you know. That's why in in America our infrastructure is fucking trash. It's very basic, and we don't we don't breed young soccer players. Um, 
We I mean really we have shame. them, obviously, but um we had dude, if we like dedicated money to soccer, like big time money, dude, we would have such a great team because there's a million fucking there's a bajillion people in this country. You well, know? unfortunately, I mean, soccer's not popular here at the pro level really. And yeah, no, because of I mean. that, you know, it's soccer's su- super popular up through high school. You know, like a lot of people play. I, I played soccer all the way through high school. You know, my my high school was number one in the state uh, oh. one year. Yeah, we cool. won the championship. It was crazy. It was awesome. So, but you're right. You know that we don't have. I, but I wonder that you know now that all this, twenty five years from now, I wonder what will have what will be um, what will happen to American football. And with all the, like the CTE and all the cr- yeah. all the crime and all of the, the political mess the that's politics, going on, politics yeah. and stuff, you know, I, I football American football by far is my favorite sport to watch on TV. I got kind of obsessed over it when it's football season. I won't lie, but I'm also hoping I'm kind of low key hoping that you'll join our fantasy football league for the podcast. But no pressure, um, <laughs> no pressure. Okay, <laughs> but um, I wonder. If fo- if a sport like football goes into a bit of a decline because of all the CTE and all the other reasons, the reasons I just mentioned, is there room for a sport like like soccer to grow? Will the will that happen? And if that happens, are we going to find that there are better players, you know, coming out of the United States that may be able to contribute to a World Cup championship? Yeah, I mean that. I mean it's it's. Unf- I think that the 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 wheels are already in motion because I think when we uh, uh, when Team USA had their last like big run at the World Cup, um, I think that sparked a lot of interest because social media is already a thing. So like it was like young people were more and more like into it, like like visibly into it. I mean, like vis- people you can you can tell that people were excited and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kids at that time are the ones that are at, that are now like in any youth programs that exist. So, the com- the the generation that's coming up is going to be the telling sign of to as to whether or not our infrastructure for, for football is growing. So, like the generation that's going to play like in the next World Cup team, like how they perform is the real indicator as to how this country is going in terms of like how we're gonna per- how we're performing with the infrastructure because it's it can't turn around like we can't like expect like this world cup ends and then expect the rise of soccer in america that's gonna that's gonna come like in another four years because the, that generation that was inspired four years ago was probably gonna come up now you know yeah it takes time right it's gen- it's generational it's like unfortunately not a quick thing to like that's like the reason there's a huge draft for the nba is because that is set like generations of the generations of the generations of great athletes have played basketball and you, and that's, you, you also that's have, not a stopping trend. You, you also know? have families that pass their talents down. Like you'll see. Exactly. You'll see fan like, you know, like, for example, LeBron James says he wants to play to his 45 or some shit so that he can play with his kid, you know, because I guess his kid's really good. Yeah. Have you seen this kid play, by the way? No, have you? Monster. He's good. He's is he so going to be good. another? Is he going to be another LeBron James? Uh, well, that's hard to say at this point, but like I saw, I see videos of him just dunking on kids already. So, well, how damn. old is he? Uh, I don't know, fifteen. Because by fifteen, we already knew LeBron James was going to be like legendary. I mean, they drew. I don't even know if he went to college. He didn't. He was one of the last ones that started playing at a young yeah, age. Yeah, so he's. He, I mean, three more years, and his kid will be where he was when he entered the NBA. So it won't be long now. So, um, 
What were your overall thoughts on the World Cup? I mean, just as a whole. I've, as a whole. I, mm. I, I'll say for me, I haven't. I have enjoyed the World Cup this year more than I ever have. I watched Good. almost every game, the whole the, almost every single game for the whole tournament. That's amazing. I'm, that's really. I love hearing that. That's awesome, man. Um, as a whole, this World Cup was probably the one of the more dramatic ones uh, because I th- there were like upsets after upsets after upsets. Like the teams in the in the quarterfinals like that when you look at that bracket setup it it's like it goes against like so much logic it goes against so much logic like whoever if anyone got the quarterfinals bracket right like they they guessed because there's no stats to prove that those matchups were the ones that should have gone through at all there like, were a lot think. of un, there were a lot of unexpected teams i think totally so um the fact that spain had like no presence this world cup was crazy um Argentina having no presence, Messi having no presence at all. Like Messi Yeah, didn't do I was going to ask you about anything, that. Anything. Anything. Messi didn't do shit. And like half the re- like a big reason to why I love watching international plays because I love seeing that man play soccer for his country. Um which he has unfortunately not produced anything for his country, but he produces everything for his club. Um so yeah, he, him not having a presence was kind of disappointing. Um, Ronaldo put on a fucking show. Yeah, and I did. love him for it. He did. Um, I'm tangent. I'm super excited. He got traded off Real Madrid to Juventus, so he's going to he's going from the Spanish league to Serie A in Italy, and I can't wait for Serie A to pop off. Then because then we're gonna have three giant leagues, like well four, because the Bundesliga in Germany is still really good. Um, because they have like Bayern Munich and shit. Um. I can't wait for the city out to have an amazing team like Juventus. Like Juventus popping up with Ronaldo is to be sick. Is Ronaldo is, that, is having a player like Ronaldo enough to make a team suddenly that much better? Yeah, if Portugal. If he Portugal's national team is worse than Juventus. Wow, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, that's intense. Yeah, so Portugal's not. He carries Portugal. He carries Portugal's team on his fucking back. Um, we scored like five Juventus, goals. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's not fucking around. And they he's didn't even, and they, and they like didn't get very far. So, yeah, did they even get out of the um, group play? I guess they did. No, they, yeah, I think yeah, they did get out of group play. They lost to I forgot what country they lost to. I don't know, but um, it was in the knockout stage. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, but I'm excited for him to. That's something that came out of the World Cup that was cool. I guess like he just wanted something else and he got it. I mean, no team's gonna say no to him. They could, they would only say no to the price because his his price tag is you know fat. Uh, yeah, how much money did he make during for his contract? For his contract, hold on, I can get you that. I can get yeah. you that fact. But aside from that, um, I loved the way I loved watching Japan play. I think they played out of their fucking mind. Um, I like the way South Korea played as well. They also played out of their minds too. And 120, 112 million euros. Okay, so that's like a hundred and. Thirty million dollars. Thirty? Something, something like, like that. that yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. For like four years, dude. That's a four year deal. Wow, four. that's a lot of money. That's a rich man. Four. Mitsugi. Four years. Yeah. It's crazy. That's a, <laughs> that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. Yeah, he made that's like thirty eight million bucks a year. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, about play it on me. What he's in like uh, someone of his 
of his like stature and brand going to your team, it just revolutionizes everything. And not even just for your team, but for every other team in Serie A. Because if if I'm a diehard like Napoli fan, right, a, mm-hmm. a team that's like pretty average in Serie A, Napoli, yeah, the uh, team Napoli or whatever, um, and then. Um uh, and like say like I'm I stopped watching because I think Serie A was kind of boring, and all of a sudden Ronaldo gets traded to Juventus. I'm just I would be like holy shit like Napoli's gonna be playing against Ronaldo now like all the time like once every couple months that's insane and I would start watching again I would I would just just because like all of a sudden Ronaldo's in Serie A and that changes everything everything it changes everything I'm um, with you and then all the all the money that goes in isn't going to be insane. That stadium's going to be packed every weekend from fans cheering, saying thank you for like, just they're they're going to say thank you every time he comes out to play, and all the jerseys are going to sell, all of it. And then like for every team that beats Ronaldo, it's a huge deal for them. Yeah, you know, so it's it changes everything well, just because this one guy's going to that league. It's not that different than like so. For example, I, I listened to a podcast. Um, that was talking about LeBron James' outrageous contract at, with the Lakers. And it's not that different, yeah. actually. It's not that different. It's pretty no. similar to uh, to Ronaldo's contract in terms of money. And they were saying that, you know, even though even though LeBron's contract's like $38 million bucks a year or something, the, the actual amount of money that he will generate for the Lakers through ticket sales, through uh, television deals for the team, through merchandise... Etc. is closer to a hundred million. So they felt yeah. like they feel like basically LeBron James will never be paid what he's worth, and because there's a salary cap in salt and basket yep. basketball. Correct. And I and I think about like I, if I had a dollar for every time I heard somebody bitching about how much an athlete makes, I would have like a ton of dollars. But people don't consider like in life, the the the, the jobs that generate money or the jobs that pay money. So like that's why scientists and whatnot that are curing diseases don't get paid anything because even though they're doing important work, they're not generating revenue. And so you can't yeah. pay, you can't operate at a loss, right? So like but so when you have a guy like like Ronaldo or LeBron who are going to make or who are going to cause the revenue for their team to increase by 100 million dollars a year, you can't pay them, you know, $25,000. I mean, they're bringing in 100 million dollars. They deserve a lot of money. And so, yeah. as much as I don't love LeBron James, and as much as I kind of think that Ronaldo's kind of a D-bag, won't lie, um, they deserve the money they're getting, you know? And it's not like you're oh, going to... Yeah. It isn't like you're going to go out on the street and find another Ronaldo. There aren't any. There, the, no. the, 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 the supply is zero. It's like finding the only diamond in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it's kind of... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the supply is the supply is zero, and the demand is, is infinite. It's astronomical. It's worldwide, yeah. literally. So that's just economics. You know, it's simple when you think about it like yeah. that. No, I to- I compl- I completely agree because yeah, because like I I just know like I know for example like when the New York Knicks a long time ago when Melo was still Carmelo Anthony he was still like a really like amazing player. Is he and even he in the league anymore? Cut- yeah, he was just on the on the Warriors. No, he was on the Thunder. Um, and I think he is looking to go somewhere else again. Got but it. we'll see. Where, uh, we'll see where he's he like Mello a is. Yeah, Melo is just he's just I think he's just free spirited right now and just doing his own thing. I think he, he at this point Melo's probably just in it for the check, man. I don't think he's trying to win the chip. Yeah, um, I mean I think you're right. I think at one yeah. point he was, but 
absolutely. I think when he was with the Knicks, he really cared. And then after years of not making playoffs at all, he just doesn't care anymore. He'll get over it real quick when he when he retires and goes, "Oh, I have two hundred million dollars." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he he'll be all right. He'll be okay. Um, his, yeah, and his son's looking pretty good too. So maybe his son will pick up the slack. But uh, yeah, I remember when he got signed over. Um, I called my cousin. I was like, "Dude, we got Carmelo Anthony. That's insane!" And then we both got jerseys. And me, like, it, like the second the, like they were released, we bought them. And then we went to see a basketball game for the first time together and forever. Evidence. And that's and that's me, who's not even a crazy basketball fan, but I know the importance of like, holy shit, we got Carmelo Anthony on the fucking Knicks. Like, maybe I'm gonna like basketball again, you know? And did you? Um, and that's just like that's like my sixty bucks. Well, that's with the jersey. That's like my one hundred twenty dollars right there. Multiply that by like like a million people and uh, more than like, a million more than a million yeah. my dear friend yeah yeah and there you go and that's just like america like then think about all the international fans like the nba same shit yeah it's just yeah the, the amount of ge- the amount of revenue they can a player can generate for a franchise is insane and that's why like the 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 salary i think makes the, the salaries make sense too like we will never know how much money ronaldo's gonna make juventus from this move but I can tell you right now that Juventus is going to be a different club four years from now. They're going to be top tier again. Well, they're already top tier. They're great, but they're good. they're going to be like a fucking club. Where like is they're Juventus? Going to be a club. Where is Juventus huh? located? Because it sounds Roman. Oh, I don't know. I don't know actually. Juventus Football Club. Juventus Football Club. Hmm. It just sounded Roman to me, sort of. So maybe it's not. Uh, in uh, Turin, it's in Turin. Where the hell is that? Italy. <laughs> Italy, okay, so it is Roman. Got it. Yeah, it's Turin, Italy. Yeah, Serie has all Italian teams. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Juventus just sounded like the U.S. on the end just kind of made it sound like, I was with, like Spartacus or something like that. R- yes, that's, a, yeah, that's actually a good. Yeah, right. That's good right there. Yeah, that's good in, in, inference. So, um... Now the next World Cup is in Qatar. Now I heard that they were in Qatar. I, well, I've heard it called Qatar. It's it's definitely Qatar. Let's look it up. Yeah, it's probably it's, not. Well, yeah, because if, if, if I'm wrong, then I want to be. I want to know that I'm wrong. It'll probably take me too long to find the correct pronunciation of Qatar. Uh, while 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 we're on this podcast, but so it, regardless, the uh, I heard. That they might back out of the World Cup after seeing the, like the ridiculous amount of people that traveled to Russia, because that's a small place. You know, Russia is one of the largest, is the largest country in the world, I think, and mm-hmm. Qatar or whatever the hell you want to call it, they only have a total of eleven thousand square kilometers, four thousand four hundred square miles. That's 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 less than New York City, you know? Yeah, it's small as hell. So, I mean. I think I, I heard that they were having second thoughts about it because they didn't, weren't sure if they were going to be able to support that amount of people. But how do you? What do you see for the next World Cup, or and or would you ever go to a World Cup? Do you ever have plans to do that? Uh, I'm pretty much for me in terms of going to a World Cup, it would have to be a country that I want to go to. I don't really have any desire to go to Russia or Qatar. Um, and then I think after that, it's it's in America. So for the next. Uh, 12 years like I'm not going to be traveling to the World Cup but um, I, I would totally go like if it was anywhere 
it wasn't like when it was in Brazil last time. I wasn't really financially like in a place to do it. But like it was, if it's in South America anytime soon again, I would go. Obviously, if it's, if it's in Asia, I would go too. Um, so like, if, so if it's in Japan, you're you're in. Like, like yeah, like Japan, like South Korea, Thailand. Like I would go, uh, or Taiwan. But I wouldn't go to like. I would go if it's India. I would go if it's India. Oh, I would man, I definitely know. go if it's India. It's so fucking I would definitely hot. Go. Um, it's so and, hot and it's India. funny. It's funny you say that because my biggest worry with Qatar is like the, it's just the heat. Like the heat is so intense over there, and like, I think like, uh, like listen, I I'm all for the fact that the soccer players are super fit, and like you know they should be accustomed to it, but like. They they imagine running in those for ninety minutes straight in in like heat exhaustion heat. Well, I mean, plus soccer player soccer players they must run what twenty miles a game. I mean, yeah, they they, they, they don't they never quit running ever for no. for not and there's no and there's there's like no timeouts practically in soccer, and you just they just run and run and run. Especially if you're a midfielder or a forward, yes. all you're doing is running. Especially. So All you're doing is running. I mean, good lord! I, I so what? Maybe they'll have. I mean, Qatar, Qatar, whatever. It's it's a pretty high tech country, so they may have. They may have like you know closed in air conditioned stadiums, for all we know. Yeah, I hope so. Or they may view, I, I, or, or if they don't, they may create them, as, and because they may view, you know, the literal survival of the soccer players as a necessity. Right, because yes. so, it's going to look pretty bad on them. They're never going to get a World Cup again if a bunch of players die because of heat, because of heat stroke. So right. they may view that as as like a requirement. Yeah, and FIFA FIFA's nefarious enough to like make that make make them do it. Like, hey, you want the World Cup? We'll build these three stadiums. Like, <laughs> FIFA will do it. Brazil did it. Like, they made Brazil build a whole new stadium in the middle of a fucking swamp to comply with like FIFA like wants. Uh, so it's people's fucked up. People's are corrupt. You should look in. It's Mitz, very corrupt. Li- oh no, I know. Mitz, you like you, you like this kind of shit. You should look into FIFA as a as an organization. It probably, would, uh, it would probably make me sad. It's uh, it's incredibly disturbing. But um, but hey, the World Cup's great, baby. It is great. Um, it is. Uh, but yeah, Qatar. I'm probably not gonna go. No, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't go. If I didn't go to Russia, I'm not going to Qatar. Uh, if I didn't even go to Brazil, even though, yes, I wasn't financially in a place to do it back then. If I didn't even consider Brazil, I'm not going to consider like these like countries. You're not um, even going to get a cheap vacation out of out of Qatar because mm-hmm. it is hideously expensive there. the uh, The GDP per capita in in that country is 128 thousand dollars a year. <laughs> Looking at it right yeah. here, can you imagine? They make two and a half times as much money as we do because they got so much oil and no people. So, yeah. population is only two million, two point six million Wait, for real. Yeah, two point six million, it, dude. It's a city state. It's like Singapore, two point six million people. So, it's literally like this tiny little like nub sitting on the end it's of a, Saudi yeah, Arabia. It's a, pen, it's a peninsula. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, two point six million people with a with a GDP per capita of one hundred twenty eight thousand. Number f- number one in the world. Number two is Macau. Macau. Number three is Luxembourg. Number four is Singapore. Those are all city states. So, 
Not Dude, all that 500, surprising. If 500,000 people go to Qatar, they're going to feel it. Like, for real. Yeah, no kidding. I mean... <laughs> like, for real, for real. <laughs> Plus, that place is like the size of my fingernail. You know? So, like I said... Dude, if 500k people rolled up, they would immediately feel it. Yeah. Like, it's not even like they can hide in New York City. Like, if 500,000 people came to New York City, it, I would notice it maybe. Maybe, like maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Holy shit. Wow. I kind of feel bad for them. I would hate to be a citizen of Qatar at the, during the World Cup because that ruined my damn life. That's crazy. But at the same time as the World Cup, though. Damn. Interestingly enough, the number four country, number five country in the world for income is Brunei. I said, this doesn't even feel right. They're, they're saying here that Ireland has a GDP per capita of $72 million, $72,000 per person. That doesn't seem right. I didn't realize Ireland was such a rich country. Is it? Uh, mm. the, the rest of these make sense. San Marino, Switzerland, Kuwait, United Arab Emirates, sense. Norway. Yeah. But, but Ireland? Really? I've been to Ireland. I don't know. I've been there. I have not been to Ireland. It's not a super, like you would, it, it, it's nothing but sheep and grass. Like you wouldn't think, oh, this is a thriving, bustling, rich country. N- not that I, n- nothing against Ireland. I just thought it would be like average, you know, or above average, but you know, not, Yeah. not like, not. Are we low? Are we lower? Where are yeah, we? Yeah, we're number list? 11. Ugh, we suck, dude. Well, I mean, we're number 11 out of 187 yeah, major the, countries. Yeah, but with, we have the. Not to get political, but we have the potential to be better than here. <laughs> well, I mean, I, the United States runs the whole world. Basically, make this no mis- make no mistake. Without our economy, oh. the whole the, the whole global economy would crumble. So sure. let's not make any mistake about it. Not that the United States doesn't have a more than its fair share of problems. Most of these countries at the top of the off top of this list, and we're getting off topic, are either countries with a ton of oil, or are countries that are city states. So anyway, damn. That's interesting. I would not go to to Qatar for the Olympics. No, no, thank you. It, the heat alone, considering the World Cup always seems to be in the summer, the heat alone, no, I would never do that. Yeah, the um, heat alone, also, I, I can barely stand the summer in New York, in this worst places in America. <laughs> you and I are pretty well aligned on temperature. We both hate it. Yeah, I think we, I think shit. we'd both like it colder all the time. Yeah, winter is my favorite. Yeah, I will never I back it. down from that. It's winter is the best because I can. My skin just feels better in the winter. Yep. Like, way better. Girls wear cute, cute clothing. There's no insects, like, buzzing around your face. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a better that. time. Uh, but but if the But if the World Cup goes back to Japan, or if the World Cup goes, it comes to the U.S., then I may consider buying a ticket because I want to, I guess I want, because I want to be able to experience that the same way that I'm planning Live. on going to the, to the, to the Tokyo Olympics in 2020. Imagine, oh my, I would love to go to a World Cup game, man. My, yeah. well, a few of my cousins went to go see Peru and Russia, and they said it was the best thing ever. They felt like they were in Peru. <laughs> they they were in Russia for the game. Yeah, they were in Russia to watch Peru play. Oh, that's awesome. See, that's, yeah, they, see, that's they, passion right there. Oh yeah. Oh, my family doesn't fuck around, dude. That that picture I sent you of me and my family that's like a that's like a that's like two percent of us. Two <laughs> percent. How many people? Yeah, how many, how a, many cousins do you have? Uh, well, just put it this way: I have my. Father has five siblings. My mother has five siblings. So. Wow! And they all got fucking kids. They that's all got crazy. Fucking kids. I got a shit ton of cousins, and that's just like my direct bloodline. That's like that's that's like my bloodline family. And then I got my dad's friends who are 
my dad's extremely popular, and so is my mom. My mom's extremely popular too. They're both social butterflies. So you got oh, all their I friends. I wonder where that came from for you. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> gee. And so they both got friends, a lot of friends, and they're all. I grew up with them as my aunts and uncles as well, and they all got kids. And they're some of the some of their kids got kids already. So like I got, dude. When I when we have a cookout, it's a cookout. I was they, gonna they, ask like, you the, what your Christmas is for like. They were they were a lot crazier when I was younger because everyone was young like all me and my all my cousins were young and we're like we're like the bigger we were if we think about it in like classes we we were like the the bigger class um of of cousins so a lot more families got together now that we're older there's like only a few cousins that are left that are like you know still believe in like you know santa claus is coming on midnight on christmas eve uh you still have cousins that believe that yeah we have i still have i still have cousins that are like seven that's pretty cute. Or whatever. Yeah. But, um... Do you still believe that? No. <laughs> oh, come on. No. <laughs> I, I pretty much never believed that Santa Claus existed. I'm too logical. I've, I've been too logical my whole life. At what point growing up did you discover Santa Claus was a bunch of BS? I never believed it. I don't never? Think I, ever really, I don't think I ever really believed it. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, at least I don't remember believing it. You're just too clever I, for your own good. Yeah, a lot, a lot of like little white lies never work on me. Just like the tooth fairy shit. Actually, the tooth fairy thing was one of the few things that did work for a while. Cause it, my parents must have been like ninjas. Cause I would put my tooth under my pillow, then there would definitely be a dollar there the next day. There you go. It's monetary incentive. It's, you want to? And when, it. Uh, when, when I think back to that, I get so fuzzy inside. Aww. Cause like they really did sneak into my fucking room to put a dollar under my fucking pillow. That's cute. Oh, <laughs> you had your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when God I I remember it. when I got braces, they pulled eight teeth all at once out of me. Oh shit! Four babies and four permanents, and they uh, and I kept those teeth in like a wooden box for like years. It was gross. Oh, you're gross. As <laughs> it was so, you're gross. so like, gross. This tooth fairy is not getting in this goddamn box. I am hoarding oh. these teeth for myself. I made a necklace out of them and wore them to school. Oh, you're the worst. I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. <laughs> Oh my god! I did keep them. I did have them in a box though, but I didn't wear them to school. That's gross. That. Oh man. <laughs> what if you gave like say you're dating someone? Say you kept them, right, Mitz? And then you, you like fall fall super duper in love, and then you give them to your future wife <laughs> oh, as a here, present. Will you marry me? I, here's a ring. Here, here's a bone ring made out of my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> from when Fantastic. I was a child. Yeah, look, see that? There's, there's still dried blood on it. It's proof. <laughs> Jesus, God. Ew. Horrific. That's your ring. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, my God. All right, let's wrap it up here. We got a, we got a podcast to do, uh, yeah. a, a different podcast. So. Overall, overall I, um, I'm continuously more and more happy with how many people give a fuck about the world cup i know it's like some people find it like all oh, these bandwagon fans of soccer they're just watching once every four years i'm like i don't care that's still fun it's still fun yeah. that every four years people come together and if they don't know they start asking questions and if they do know they just they're your friend for this moment in in the summer because we're all thinking about the same thing um it's a beautiful thing it is beautiful. that happens every four years um if you for the people out there that want to get more into soccer, um, in the leagues that I follow, the league that I follow the most is the Premier League. That's the league in England. My team is Chelsea in that Premier League. There are other leagues that are as big, 
the the other huge league is um, La Liga, which is the Spanish league, which is where Messi plays in Barcelona and Ronaldo used to play on Real Madrid. Um, there's the Bundesliga, that's Germany's league, which is where like Bayern Munich plays, and that's a, uh, that that's a, an amazing team out of Germany. And then there's Serie A, which is the Italian league, and that's now where Ronaldo will be playing as a part of Juve, Juventus. Damn, um, did you know you know a lot about this? I love this shit. Um, I I basically I more just follow the Premier League though. I don't I don't have the the mental space to follow all the other leagues anymore. Well, good Laura. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, and then uh, so in terms of international play, soon uh, La Copa de America should should be happening, which is like a South American international champion to see who's the best in South America. And we usually invite the U.S. to play in this one also, so we can get our um, asses beaten. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We well sometimes we do pretty good against South American teams, but yeah. Um, the, the the other one that's big is the Euro Cup, which Very will big. happen in like two years, mm. I think. And that's where like you'll see like Spain play again, England will play again, Portugal will play again, Italy will play again, France will play again. And that's like all that's like all Europe. Only Europe plays in the Euro Cup. Yep, I remember so, when I was in Ireland before the Euro Cup happened while we were there. And oh, that's it awesome. was just chaos. Like every single bar yeah. was just full of madness, mad drunken Irish people. And that's amazing. And the stereotypes are true, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and they're true. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah. So the World Cup is not the only time that soccer is fun, guys. In my opinion, the World Cup is amazing. But um, if you get into like the leagues, you get into fucking good shit. And like, there's amazing games every weekend. Uh, you fall in love with the team. You'll cheer for them. Um, and it feels good to see the reason the World Cup is even better for, for people like me that watch soccer on like the the league basis is that you see all the players that play like in England and then you see them play for their home country and you just feel even better for them because like for example in France Pogba they're one of the strikers plays for Man United and he, my, Man United is my little brother's team so my little brother feels pride that his team's player Pogba won the World Cup today you know so it's it's cool things like that. So soccer's is it's year round, guys. It's not just the World Cup. If you want to get more into it, and just feel free to hit me up. I'll talk to soccer all fucking day. Man, sports ball, sports ball. <laughs> I hate that shit so much. All right, it is beautiful, and it's the and, and it's the beautiful game. It is the beautiful game. That's right. All right, and you are all beautiful people. Thank you for listening. Thank you for. Uh, I think next week, next week, next week, I think we're gonna, we're gonna talk about pets. I think as Ooh. it was Mandy's request. Mandy's gonna get in on that one. Yep. <laughs> so uh, until then, though, we'll see you guys next time on Hobby Addicts. Thank you for, so much for tuning in. Check us out on our regular podcast, which is of course already released. And uh, I love you all. So we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.